Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Eagle Eye Podcast from Ashland University. This is your host, David Silverberg. Thanks for joining us, John. Uh, this is John Britton. He is a shareholder with the uh, Ennis Britton Law Firm. He's been actively representing school boards since 1984 with a focus on human resources, labor relations, collective bargaining, special education, board governance issues, all of which I'm sure are feeling the impact of this. And John's also an adjunct professor with Ashland University. So welcome, John. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, doing this. Sure thing. Uh, it's a tough time. It's a time of a lot of unexpected challenges. Can you speak to a little bit about what you're seeing out there, what your, what your thoughts are about current policies and how uh, districts can sure. navigate best through this? Yeah, I'd be glad to. You know, I, I often joke, having spent uh, most of my life representing public schools in Ohio, I often joke that this is the most highly regulated industry on the planet, uh, that being public education. So, you can imagine at a time like this, seeing a spike in our practice uh, relative to all of the legal issues that pop up. But my perspective is really just from that point of view. And so we do, we've had a lot of inquiries. We are daily uh, having our own firm meetings to discuss the latest information from the governor, from the federal government. So there's a, there's a lot to unpack from a legal perspective, particularly in Ohio, uh, where you know, unions are still very strong. We have certainly issues relating to personnel. That seems to be the key inquiry that we get around who do we pay, how do we pay, do we stop paying, those kinds of issues. Can we make people work? Should we make people work? Who's going to work? How long are they going to work? Those are the kinds of things we're dealing with on a regular basis. There's The online instruction piece has its own set of, of problems as well, meaning it's great that everyone has jumped into the fray and, and used Zoom and Google Hangout and whatever, but obviously there are issues relating to that because we normally are a little bit more restrictive about how we communicate with children using the internet. So there's violations uh, of SIPA we worry about, there's FERPA issues. So there's a lot to unpack there. I think from a board governance standpoint, the overview is, you know, how do we meet and still provide the opportunity for people to, quote, participate in a board meeting? So we deal with those issues a lot uh, in regards to the question of whether we should have public participation, which is traditional in most districts. How do we suspend it? Should we suspend it? Those are the kinds of issues we're getting. But that's that's really kind of the, the gravamen uh, of, of where we are spending our time. Special education kids are, and I think if you've talked to Kim Monachino, you probably got a pretty good idea of some of those issues. And it's pretty clear we're going to be breaking the law because it's impossible for us to be able to deliver uh, on an IEP, which is a federally mandated document, and it has its own enforceability issues. So we're getting creative, trying to do the best we can, kind of performing triage on those cases and determining who needs the most intervention, which of our kids have shown that, say, a summer recess or a pandemic is going to have a higher effect on their ability to pick up where they left off. 
And so there's a lot of triage, there's a lot of creativity in terms of our consultation model in providing information to students with disabilities, but those are, those are our biggest challenges. This is just huge. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, my gosh, there's so many different directions to go. Are you, are you getting any yeah. sleep here? Or are you just kind of like, is your head spinning or you feel like you're really well, under control? You know, it, the, the, one of the fascinating, you know, I guess one of the fascinating issues about working remotely is your availability is deemed to be even more so than before. So as a school board attorney, we often tell folks, you know, we're available 24-7, which, by the way, is not far off from what we normally do. But at a time like this, you know, it is important for us to be available to our clients to be able to provide them some assurance and some hope. I think if I was to characterize what the practice of school law has been for me over 37 years. It's it, it, We help school districts have hope in difficult times. So that's really a part of the job. And we have a lot of night hours. We do board meetings at night. We do collective bargaining that goes into the night. I mean, we're typically a different breed of cat when it comes to the practice of law. So this isn't that unusual for us. And yeah, I'm getting a little sleep. <laughs> Good. Well, and I like what you're saying about hope. I mean, we all need to, to keep that um, during this kind of time, obviously. And you were speaking to some of the uh, strategies and issues that are being dealt with in, the, in what I would call the short term, so immediately. Do you feel like there, there'll be any long-term effect from what we're seeing uh, of the impact of COVID-19, whether it relates to teacher evaluation or report cards or graduation or any of these other testing, I mean, any of these other issues that are out there as well? Well, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't have that crystal ball, but I guess if you put me on the spot, I don't think that there are going to be significant long-term issues. Assuming that we get back to, quote, normal, I'm not sure anything will be normal ever again, but assuming that we reach back into the normal delivery of a K-12 public education setting, let's hope before the beginning of the next school year. And that's a hopeful statement uh, based upon what science is telling us. But assuming that that were to happen, I don't know that there are going to be significant long-term ramifications. There will be the folks that might have been trapped. So let's say that you're a sophomore in high school and, you know, you are moving towards graduation and you're moving toward college of your choice, there could be some issues. Same with a fourth grader who, you know, needed that good solid fourth grade year and, and it's going to be interrupted. So the fifth grade is going to look different. So there's going to be the, what I call the intermediate term effects on learning and uh, that kind of thing. But long term, I don't know. I mean, unless we are as unprepared, perhaps, as we were for this one in the next one, and if there is a next one, you know, it seems like, you know, if it's a once in a generation or maybe a hundred years, I don't want to get complacent. And I know that nobody really should be, but you would hope that something like this, particularly a respiratory ailment that is viral, that's the one that they all didn't want to happen. That's the one that they were worried the most about. And assuming that doesn't happen, I don't know that the long-term effects are going to be a massive, not from my perspective, from a labor standpoint. I don't think the labor unions are going to seek that being any more or less intense than it was before. Human resources are not likely to be impacted long-term. There are going to be some bumps in the short term. I'm, I'm a little bit more hopeful that when we return to sea level at some point that that we will do what we always do in public education. That's make it happen. So that's that, that's my short thoughts mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm.
And what about, are there any opportunities that you see coming out of this, some silver lining in all these challenges? Well, that's, that's a good question. I, I, you know, I, I think there's a, obviously that could be answered both from the perspective of my practice and just generally ph- philosophically. You know, I, obviously I have a sense that this global pandemic, the key word in that is global. And if there's an opportunity for us to look at ourselves in that way a little bit more, I think that's an appropriate, a positive outcome. For instance, when it comes to the environment, I guess if you face a global pandemic and you feel like you can't do much but kind of tough it out, maybe we're all going to start thinking about the other issues uh, that relate to the planet in terms of the the environment. So I have hope around that. I also think that, you know, if school districts follow the federal policy perspective and if they maintain their staffs in a way that is thoughtful and we get through this together, you know, I think it's going to bind families. You know, the family I call school districts are like a family. And I think it's going to bind families and people will look back and say, you guys handled it right. You did the right thing by us. You know, as a, as a labor contract negotiator, I often tell my clients, when you do something nice, don't expect to get a lot of mileage out of it. You know, what have you done for me lately? But this one's going to, this kind of deposit that you're making in this one is likely to help everybody feel a little bit more like we are, in fact, in this together. So that's a positive outcome, too. I think there's a lot of good that can come from that. I can't be more specific than that, but I just think yeah. it's a general feeling that mm-hmm. people are working together to try to get through this together and we're trying to keep together and stay together. And if all that, if all that goes according, you know, to Hoyle and, you know, we reach the end of the traditional school year this year and we're able to be a family at the end of it, you know, hope springs eternal that come fall, you know, we will be a stronger family uh, moving forward. Thank you. And just to wrap around to something I think you mentioned, earlier, and I just want to make sure I'm capturing this well, the things that are outside the typical way we function, things related to, and you referred to this earlier, I think a little bit about what I would call social media or connecting, uh, you know, staff connecting with kids online, whether, or maybe it's dropping off food at uh, a, a student's home, that kind of thing that are not typical interaction between home and school. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit more and what your advice would be or your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, that's a it's a great question. The you know the all hands on deck uh, attitude. You know, typically, if you ask a lawyer, you know, I, I apparently joke a lot, but one of the things I'm quoted for is saying that you know if you listen to a lawyer, you won't get out of bed in the morning. You know, all the issues of liability and everything else, and and at a time like this when it's all hands on deck, you can get bogged down in the potential for everything to go sideways and that this is going to have a lasting effect and that we're not being careful enough. And I think for my money, from my perspective, the idea is let's get these kids what they need and we'll work out the rest of it. You kind of build the airplane as you're flying, which is a lot of what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. You know, we're, we're building that plane while we're flying it. So I don't, I'm just, I may, I'm, I may not be typical of as a lawyer, but in a situation like this, I want to see people get things done and work together. And if we run into a problem, we'll try to deal with it. But the idea that paralyzing yourself from all hands on deck by worrying about, well, there's a possibility that this could happen and everything else. I think that that can be a problem, but it, it, it hasn't been. A lot of people have really thrown in on this and said, look, we're going to do the best we can. If there's a problem, let us know. 
and we'll address it at that situation. But the kids are the focus, as they always are, uh, in public education. And, and I've just been, it's been really heartwarming to see the cooperation and the lack of resistance. There are exceptions to that, as you might expect. But for the most part, the esprit de corps on this has been something to marvel at, really. Outstanding. Thank you. Uh, is there anything else that you want to speak to as we look to wrap this up or any resources or if somebody wants to contact you for, for more information or support, can, can you share any good contact information? Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'm horribly uh, opposed to self-promotion um, and I'm happy to do this. You know, the firm is NS Britain and we have a website, NSBritain.com. By the way, there is there are blog articles I think are helpful. There's a, a monthly newsletter that we put out that just came out today, I think. So there's always good information in that. And, um, you know, the attorneys, like I said, in the firm happen to, we work on a regular basis. We have regular Zoom, you know, remote meetings and on a regular basis to kind of keep updated to one another as to what are we hearing over here? How are we addressing this? So it's been, it's been good for the firm too. We've really pulled together as an organization as well. I mean, if there's another silver lining, I think uh, you really find out the people in this firm are very dedicated to that. So endisbritain.com is certainly some place you can go. Again, I'm not big on self-promotion. So Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, John. We really appreciate during this uh, important and challenging time for you to offer your insights and we wish you all the best. Hey, thanks for including me. Uh, stay healthy. Will do. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.